there, I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Welcome again, everyone. I am so lucky today because I have two guests in the studio. I dragged them in. They weren't kicking and screaming. Annie Crawford is one of my guests and she studied as a social worker and she's gone on to be an inspiration to many through her dynamic programs and fundraising. Annie was awarded an AM a few years ago and she is the founder of Can2. And with her today is Mari Hewson, who is an active participant and training in the swim program that Annie runs. And look, look, welcome, ladies. So pleased to have you here today. Thanks so much for having us. It's exciting when I get two inspirational people in at once because I love to find out more about people. So briefly, Annie, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background, please. Well, as you said, I'm a social worker, so I worked in mainly sexual assault and um, domestic violence and in mental health. And when um, my kids were little, we moved to Switzerland for my husband's work, and so I taught English there. And then after about three years, we moved to the US, and uh, once again, that was for my husband's work, and uh, he worked in the biotech pharmaceutical industry. So at that time, I wasn't able to work. I didn't get a visa, so I went back and studied, and then I was... Um, able to work um, in setting up Actelion, which was a biotech company, and I did that with Simon. And at the same time, I was all you know, always loved running. I always loved being fit and healthy, and through running, and I saw the benefits of it for me, me- mentally and physically. So I, I was I was doing a lot of running, and while I was living in the states, I ran my first marathon with a similar sort of program to Cantu, but at the same time. Simon and I, as I said, were setting up the US affiliate of a biotech company. And that biotech company was, you know, very successful, far more successful than we ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm a social worker by training, so that's more sort of what motivates me. So I thought when I get home, rather than um, get another paid job, uh, it'd be great to give back to the community in some way. My father had died of cancer at 51. And So I thought it'd be great if I could combine this passion that I have for being fit and healthy and getting others fit and healthy with giving back and and, uh, getting those incredible people to to fundraise for research. You've certainly lived a lot of places and obviously been the backbone too of what your husband has been doing overseas and being able to support him and set up a company. So, you know, I can see how you've been so successful in setting up Cantu. You had a lot of practice in the background in setting that up. Yeah, well, I learned in setting up that company um, that you don't have to have the answers to everything. You just have to have the wherewithal to, um, to know the questions to ask. So we had both moved to a new country um, and, and obviously didn't have all the answers. So I, yeah, that, that's what I really learned there. You can do anything you set your mind to do. 
as long as you're prepared to ask questions and have the wherewithal to know the questions. I'm going to come back to a qu- something you in my interviews. I, something my guests say always triggers another question. So, Mari, thank you for joining us, and tell me about a little bit bit about yourself. Well, I'm certainly not a baby boomer, Karen. <laughs> you're an ageing fearlessly I'm, one. I am an ageing fearlessly, and that's probably very. I'm not always fearless either but uh, I don't say no and so I love a challenge. Can I say that ageing fearlessly isn't really about being fearless but we'll come to that <laughs> sort of later. Yeah you and love so, a challenge. I love a challenge and I got caught up with Annie because I was on a holiday when I was 75 in Laos and Cambodia and I met a, a girl who came from uh, North Sydney where I live and she asked me would I do Cantu with her she saw me swimming and I said of course I would I'd love to so she told me it was all about I'd never heard of it and uh, so that's how I got caught up in Cantu when I was 75 and uh, Annie supported me she made she I was terrified the first day <laughs> when we were down at Manly Beach looking at these big waves and having to go out through them and come back in through them and she knew how I felt and she came over and she introduced herself and she put her arm around me and she said you know gave me encouragement she's the most amazing woman there's I doubt for anyone who's never felt fear looking at a big wave you know when they started you know whether you're a little kid or you're an older person someone that's learned to swim that first time you really encounter a big wave it is scary it's really scary when they're coming one after the other. I've always, I grew up in the surf, but mm-hmm. having having to do this and get out past them, I found really scary. I get that completely. <laughs> and then thinking when I'm out there, I've got to come back through it again after I've finished my swim. That's the other thing. Yeah, well, I had to help someone in this morning, but she was only seven. But, you know, I swam in with her <laughs> on her board and it was just being able to talk to someone yes. as you're going. They talk you through, and this is what Cantu do, they talk you through everything. They have mentors to help and they're inspiring. Annie said something before. She's, you, no, you said something that Annie threw her arms around you. Yeah. Well, her first song <laughs> is Hunters and Collectors. Uh-huh. And it's Throw Your Arms Around Me. Annie, why did you choose it? Well, funnily enough, I didn't see that connection. I just... <laughs> I thought it was absolutely a classic. <laughs> um, clearly, there is a connection. <laughs> I do like hugging a lot of people, I have well, to say I that. I love it too, <laughs> strangers. Um, no, but that song, oh, I've always loved that song. It reminds me of my gorgeous husband, Simon, really. Whom I've never met. Well, he's he's he amazing, okay. yes. Well, um, I keep asking people who he is, but, you know, I haven't met him yet. I know he does swim. Let's listen to this wonderful song. Welcome back. You're listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. My guests today are Annie Crawford from Cantu and Mari Hewson, who is a participant in Cantu. Ladies, um, I want to just find out a bit more. You told us, Annie, the reasons you started Cantu. Just Tell us a little bit about Cantu and what it does. 
Well, from my perspective, Cantu is really about two things. It's an opportunity for people to move beyond their comfort zone um, and to achieve things that they may never thought they could achieve. It's about personal transformation. It's about facing a fear uh, or moving beyond your comfort zone. Uh, And at the same time, it's about community and it's about giving back. And so uh, what we do at Cantu is that we train people to, as I said, achieve goals they never thought they could achieve. And that could be to swim in an ocean swim, uh, do a triathlon for the first time, a Mm, marathon, running, whatever that might be. And in return for the professional coaching and the community and the team that um, that makes up Cantu and our incredible Cantu community, are passionate and amazing Cantuers raise funds for cancer research and young Australian researchers in the early stages of their career. So it's this nice dual journey. And I have to say those incredible Cantuers have now raised nearly $19 million for research, wow. which is astounding, actually. You know... Research doesn't get handouts like that from many people. So well done to you, um, and to the to the it's can, to, it's it's to, to the, the team tours, and the, the supporters. Team. Really, absolutely. Yeah, Mari. Yes, Gary. What in your so what have you been doing with Cantu? Well, I started Cantu five years ago, and I had a buddy, and that was made it a very easy thing for me to get into Cantu because I had a buddy with me and we and they they get you to team up with somebody anyway so if you go in if you decide to do it and you register you 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 are given a buddy and that and you always swim together Mm -hmm. and we met we 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 did our training in uh in the um school pool yeah um, at monty school monty, yeah monty school, yeah um at night one night a week and then we'd go down and and do a swim and training at manly and on saturday mornings mm-hmm. and you met everybody and you met all a group there's a whole you know there's a swimming pool full of people that yeah you meet isn't that, that you've never met before and that's community and, and everybody is motivated and i just got so much out of it and it changed my life i met a whole new group of people in my life in my 70s i i uh, they they made me feel good about myself can, can too which made is me so feel good important i part of my aging fearlessly and as i said it's not about being fearless but it's about ticking all the boxes and doing the things that you have to do so that then you can get on and enjoy life so if you've got your wills if you've got your finance if you've got your home if you you know everything's sitting there then go out and challenge yourself but I love the thing about community because community is and relationships and new relationships Mm. is one of the most important things for the over 50s that you can possibly do for yourself so that's what Cantu brings. Um, and it's cross-generational too, I think. The nice thing is that you, you make friends with people of all ages. You make friends with people that are in their 20s yeah. through to people that in their, you know, late 70s, early and 80s. In mutual lane, respect. Yeah. Yeah. In my lane, uh, this year, I have, we, we started off and we had, um, we had three generations in the in swimming in the one yeah. lane. And it's that's lovely. amazing. And we laughed and it, it's so much. It, mm. You laugh. It's yeah. a... Happy, really happy mm. environment. People learn about each other and there becomes a mutual respect across ages, yeah? Mm. And that whole ageism thing yes. slips out. It does Gone. because you're also not meeting... Your age is not important. So, for example, if I meet my kids' friends, I'm still... I'm the mother. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I meet at Cantu, 
I'm not the mother, I'm just equal. And, and Mari's not old enough to be my mother potentially. She's just another friend in, in the program and, and that's what and, I love. And that's what I love. I love yeah. to see that and yeah. I think it's absolutely brilliant. You mentioned personal transformation and I think that's something that's so important, at that whole self-esteem and, and seeing yourself achieve things is just such a wonderful thing, Mari. Yeah. Mind you, the first ocean swim I did was down at Palm Beach uh, five years ago it, and for Cantu and all my friends had supported me financially and all my family were down there to watch me swim. How wonderful. And it was teeming with rain <laughs> and it was so they... blowing a gale and they thought about would they, wouldn't they and it was the first time they'd done a one kilometre swim at Palm Beach and... We didn't finish it. We had to come in. The boys came out and said, it's too rough, it's too dangerous, get mm. out. Mm. And I was so disappointed. Oh, yeah, because you psyched so, yourself mentally yeah, for it, it don't you? I was so psyched up. But then we, we, we did the cold classic the next week and we achieved it and, you know, that was fine. But I've never forgotten that terrible yeah, that sensation of, oh, I've worked for it's like months your heart to do this and I'm so geared up to do it. Yeah. And we didn't, we had that, I remember Ben popping up next to me at, when I'm halfway out saying, get out, Mary, get out, it's yeah. too oh. dangerous. Do you know... <laughs> but they look after you, yeah, you see? Well, there's no, you know, you have to be looked after, mm. isn't it? Because it can get dangerous. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to mention buddies. I often join things on my own so that I meet new buddies, mm. which you talked yeah. about new relationships, because I find it really, that when I go along with someone... I stand back with that person. Mm -hmm. But if I go along to something on my own, yeah. it forces me mm. to try and meet Talk. people. Mm. I think that's something mm. that people need to understand, that you don't necessarily have to have someone you go with to no. start off, you know, that you will be welcomed. Yeah. 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 If you're in an environment that's really supportive and welcoming, that will happen. Yeah. 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 There's another song here, Perfect Day by Lou Reed. <laughs> What's the meaning for you? Well, I've always, it's one of those songs that I've always loved as well. It's just, they've got, I guess for me, um, they've got memories of younger years as well and just happy times. Um, and, yeah, One Perfect Day is just, yeah, being able to experience a gorgeous day. Yeah. Yeah. And we have plenty of those around. <laughs> Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Murray, other than making new friends... What are some of the benefits you've found from the swim training and the ocean swimming? Fitness. Your fitness is much better. Fitness has improved. I've always been an active physically person. I used to do fun runs. I did every fun run in Sydney while my children were growing up and they did that they did the fun runs with me. Um, and I've always played tennis and but this this really 
you really get uh, you're training. You're being trained, and, you, and in you're a in a squad, program. and it's, it's a proper program. And I'd never done anything like that, and I was so motivated and stimulated by it. And uh, you, you're mixing. I was mixing with young people. Yeah. And you know, when you're in your seventies, that's always a good thing. It keeps you young. Well, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I just. Uh, I, I was stimulated too. I was amazed at some of the stories we heard about people who, um, Paralympics and people like that who came to speak to us and inspire us. And it was a, a just a wonderful new experience in my life. You don't expect to happen to you when you're in your mid-70s. You don't. Too many people, you know, from 50 on sound too old to do yeah, that. And it's I very hear it. easy to sit back and just play cards and read your books and watch the television and be a grandmother instead of find you really... An to find yeah. an excuse. So at yeah, fi at fi exactly. At 54, I took up pole dancing. That's another oh, good story. good for you. <laughs> so, um, and someone said, why? And I said, well... Because I can, yes. and it looks great, so I really yeah. want to have a go at it, and yeah. so I had a go. Yeah. And so that's a you, great attitude, though. Karen. Yeah. Well, you have to do yeah. that. And I'm actually a little side. One of the fr my friends from swimming took me for a, a surfing lesson on Friday, on Saturday, and that oh, was well wonderful done. as well. Yeah. And we yeah. did really well. It's Good. It was great. That fun. Was I'm fantastic. Gonna, that, yeah. I'm hooked now. So, Murray, does that mean you're joining Cantu? <laughs> At some stage, I've had, Annie knows I've had a really frantic year yeah. and learning really this whole ro radio mm. work for me. But that's, a, yeah, it, I'll never say never. No. I did jump out of a plane with her, by the way. Yeah. I, um, I have done that. I want to know about the fundraising that you've done, Mari. Yeah, well, the first year I, that terrified me as much as the thought of doing the ocean swimming. Yeah, I was really? terrified of having to raise $1,200. And then uh, I talked to one of my sons about it and he said, Mum, you would have no problem, just ask your friends. I said, I really feel embarrassed asking yeah, my that's friends a hard to give thing me to money. Get... I find this really difficult to ask my friends. It's a bit of a friends. head thing, isn't it? And the next thing I knew, he'd sent an email to all of his friends saying, my mum is amazing, she's 75 years old and she's going to do this ocean swim and she's raising money for research into cancer and bingo, all his friends gave me my money before I could blink. Oh. And then, then I got my friends, I sent a letter out to my friends so I did, you know, I got it with no problem. So you you didn't have to host an event well, or anything? We ra look, with with a couple of other girls we do, do a... Um, do a, uh, oh, I can't think of velocity. See, this happens when you get old, you lose with it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, a raffle. A raffle. Yeah, so we do run a raffle and we raise some money with a raffle, but that's the only other thing I've done on the side. But lots of other people do very innovative things and they, they give, I met a girl one year and I was talking to her at the beach and she'd, she was a fabulous cook. Mm -hmm. And she gave a couple of dinner parties at $100 a head. Wow. For about 12 people. And she raised her money that way. And she, she the, the menu she described to me, you know, I'd have given her $100 in a flash. <laughs> but they were, she'd sold out. She didn't have any spots. Oh, that and sounds, yeah, yeah, what a creative way of doing it, yeah. using your own talents. Yeah. And some of them get a, get a theatre, get a, want a picture show that they can... They must get a percentage, I suppose, from the sale of the tickets. And yeah, they do, have they like a little a cocktail new, start, a, yeah, you yeah, know, a yeah. premiere to a movie premiere or something. Premiere to a movie, they do that sort of thing to raise their money. Go to Bunnings and sell sell 
stuff at Bunnings outside, you know, how oh, you get sausage, a table. Sizzle sausage and, yeah, sizzles yeah. and things. Oh, yeah. gosh, there's amazing ways mm. in it. You're mm. just sparking mm. my imagination there. Annie, as a member of Cantu, what are participants, when they join up for a program, what's a program, whether it be, a, what's a run program look like? Oh, well, a, a run program looks just like this. So you, you come along, often very scared on the first night, but maybe not, um, on a Wednesday night to the track and you will, you know, start out slowly. You'll be given a coach and a team captain and a mentor who's going to support you through the journey and you'll start out slowly um, doing um, interval training and core. We really try to keep people uninjured, so that's really important. And then on the Saturday morning they will come down and to, the, to um, start the distance run uh, once again with a professional coach, with a team captain, mentors in their group of mm-hmm. about 25 people and they'll start out slowly and then um, go, say if they're doing a, a, a marathon, they'll start out doing three or four k's that first week and then they'll go right up to 35 k's uh, and they may not have ever run before. As well as that though, we, we give everyone a day-by-day training program so that they know what they should do every single day of the week from day one through to, wow, to race day. Wow, it's very day. comprehensive. Yeah, then we also send them out an email each week. Well, we call it um, Can Talk, and that gives them a whole lot of other information about health and fitness and core body, etc. And then we bring in guest speakers, and Mari was referring to some of those. Some of them are inspirational speakers, but we also bring in physiotherapists, mm. nutritionists, the whole gamut, so that you, you know, you're given all the support that you need to be able to achieve that goal. Where do you run these events, like the speaker events? And have you got? They're at the track. Oh, they're all or at the, at the track. pool. Okay. Yeah, so we don't run events ourselves. We latch onto events yep. that already exist. Yeah. We just do the training and, and so, you know, and we bring our researchers along. The researchers, the very researchers Great. that we fund come to the pool wow. or the track. So it's this lovely full circle. It's very comprehensive. It is. And the researchers are so humbled by, you know, people like Mari that are going, oh, my God, you're doing this for me so that I get funded. So it's a lovely reciprocal thing. there. And then, funnily enough, a lot of the researchers now are doing the program as well. So it's really nice. So it really does. Yeah. Wow, it is a full, full, full circle. Yeah. Can you have a fuller than full circle? I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) I don't even want you to (laughs) contemplate that. Um, So, Annie, what have you seen? What's one of the most inspiring things that you've seen? A change for someone. You must see some really big changes. Is there something that stands out? Look, there. I guess you know. I think about this a lot. There are lots of there are lots of there are hundreds and hundreds because we've now trained about fourteen thousand people. So yes, there are hundreds of stories. Just a few. But there is one that I often think about, and in fact, it's his wife as well, um, Kay. But but Laurie um, came to Cantu. His wife is already doing the program, and he came along, and he was about thirty kilos overweight. And I was really worried when he turned up at the track that first night. I happened to be there, and I thought, oh my god. Um, please don't die on my watch. Don't have a heart attack on my watch. <laughs> and he he was he was the couch potato, self-confessed couch potato. Had never done any exercise in his life. He has now gone on to do. So we started out on our short, smallest program. He'd never swum before. He'd never swum in the ocean. He's now gone on to do um, about twelve marathons. He has done two Ironman. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. The big swim yeah. run. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kay, his wife, who couldn't swim. I've never seen fear like it. We talk about being scared out the back. Mm-hmm. I have never seen fear like hers. Just the other day, she did a half Ironman. So, oh. Laurie's in his 60s. Kay's in her wow. 60s. And they've also raised between them about sixty or 70000 for cancer research. Wow. Does he look amazing? He looks amazing. He's a, he's a loved member of our community as well. 
Um, his doctor told him that he'd, he'd added at least 10 years to his life. I mean, he was really in that sort of danger state. And his whole his daughters have done the program too. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, there's, but there's, there's that's, that's lots of others. That's one of... Yeah. Of the 14,000 that you say have trained, that's only one story. story like that. And you there will be wonderful. so many. Yeah. But what about people... Well, you said about self-confidence. That, to me, is equally or more important than the weight loss and the fitness, you know, because if you have no self-confidence, self-esteem, it's very hard. Oh, well, to, you get that in move. spades. I mean, you get yeah. that in bucket loads, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about transformation. Um, if you can do something that you never thought you could do that has a, a huge impact on, on your life. And I remember another young woman who was crying when she was doing her 18K run, and I said to her, you know, why are you crying? And she said to me, because I was always the one that never thought I could do anything like this. I was always the, the, the one at school that was knocked doing sport or whatever. Mm. But as a result of, of what I've achieved during the 18Ks, and then she went on to do the half marathon, she went and did her master's at oh, uni wow. because she realised if I can do the one thing I'm really scared of doing that I can go and do something yeah. else so there's a lot of stories like that too I mean Beautiful. there's just many stories so good for mental health mental health mm. absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah the next song that you've chosen is heaven <laughs> must be there uh, yes. <laughs> and who, who is responsible who wrote this song who sang it the Euroglide yes. Look, I love your choice of songs. Should we? Is this got another special meaning? <laughs> Look, they're all just. I my memory of heaven is me at parties with all my friends, all of us up on the dance floor singing at the top of our voices, oh, having fun, laughing, <laughs> having fun and laughing. Oh. So they're just. They've got these songs have great memories. Well, this is heaven. Listening to eighty-eight point seven and ninety point three, your community radio station. To find out more. Go to the website rnb.org.au. I have with me Annie Crawford and Mari Hewson. And Annie, I want to talk to you now about Opportunity International because this is your other passion. It certainly is. So enlighten me because I've had to do a bit of reading and I'm quite amazed at it, but I'd love you to tell the listeners about this amazing um charity and opportunity okay so opportunity international is an organization that gives microfinance loans to women living in in dire poverty in india and other parts of asia um so basically if you become a donor or a supporter you can for as little as 200 dollars um on it which is an average loan um a, a woman is given a loan and then can start her own business and and by in doing that she will be able to um educate her children, um, employ other people and um, change her whole community. And I've been lucky enough to go to India and to the Philippines and actually meet the clients of Opportunity International and see the changes that it makes to their life. And it's, it's incredible. What I love about it is that you are a business partner with these women. These women pay interest on their loan. It is not mm. charity. It is not a hand out. It is a hand up. And so when you go mm, and meet them... I love that. You're, you're, you're not this great, you know, white hope that's come over um, <laughs> to yeah. save them. You are a business partner. So your donation is a social investment, but they see you as a business partner and they are so proud to show you, to show you their incredible businesses that they're starting. It might be a sewing business or it might be a little sari sari shop or it might be 
um, selling fish. Uh, and now, as well, because my, um, what they realised with microfinance is that just say you were able to buy some a, a couple of goats and start your goat yeah. um, breeding business, if there was a massive um, flood, you'd lose your goats and then you'd lose everything. So yeah. now they have microfinance and now they're branching into micro loans for schooling, micro education loans. Um, and the other wonderful thing is that they... Uh, do training as well. So they train them not only on their business but on other things. Like in India, they'll train about domestic violence and that they don't have which to... Which they need. Yeah, which they need. Mm. And, you know, often it's from their mother-in-laws, um, you know, because of the whole... It's yeah. a patriarchal mm. society, but yeah. they move in with the with mm. the, f- the male yes. side of the family. So And yeah. they do that in, in Indonesia too. I was, yeah. I was surprised to find mm. out that just before the wedding, they leave their home and go to the husband's mm. family, family home. Mm. Um you talked about uh, it's not only um, microfinance, but you talked about um, education. Did you mm-hmm. loans for education? Yeah. How does that work? So now, um, so there's the public school system in India and, and these places that are um, you know incredible poverty is is pretty dire, pretty bad. So what um this the microfinance for education works on two fronts one the parents can actually take out a loan to educate their children Mm -hmm. and then you know pay it back but secondly schools can take out loans to improve the the teaching and to get resources and they're also paid back so it's 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 you know on both fronts i think the thing about having to pay it back is accountability yeah, it's accountability, um, and it's also respect and mm. dignity. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, it's not a handout. It's not a handout. It's 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 interest. These women pay fifteen percent interest. I mean, it's 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 and, no handout. And when we talk about two hundred dollars to us, we think, oh well, yeah, that's you know, that's just it's okay for us. We can most of us can, you know, find two hundred dollars if we need to. But for these these families and these women it's very hard to find that sort of money it's it's massive well some of them can't it's for some it's enabling their children to have a a meal every day i mean these are women living in dire poverty yeah to enable them to to um become part of the the program they've got to be living you know they can't have a any concrete on a floor or, or whatever. So in India, how it works is they create trust banks, and what they'll do is the women will get together, mm-hmm. and they will. Um, so there's 15 women together, and the reason that that is successful in India is because they're so poor that say one one day your child breaks their arm and they need to get some medical assistance, they don't have enough money to yeah. pay a doctor, so they might not be able to pay the month the loan back that month. So their sisters um, will help them out. Um, in Indonesia, they don't like doing it that way. So it varies from country to country. And when we were in India, we went down to this village and we met the people and we got off the bus. There was five Australian women and we got off the bus and it was this perfectly, beautifully um, swept, very poor village. <laughs> yeah. um, and all the, the 15 women had their, all their trust bank uniforms on, which was beautiful blue saris. And we went along to the trust bank um, meeting where they were going to pay back the loans. And that was taken very um, seriously and then um, at the end of it they they said thank you and they showed us their loan book and you know we, we we heard about the businesses that they were they were running and and then they had made up this song in their local dialect but the last um, words were we thank you sisters in oh. English and it was just oh. you know it was one of those moments oh. that you would just oh. never forget. forget you just yeah. felt so yeah. amazing yeah. to be amongst these women that yeah. were really helping themselves. Just yeah, helping through. themselves. That's yeah. it, helping themselves. Yeah. It's so important, mm. isn't it, Mari? Mm. It's to, empowerment. Yeah, em- 
Mm. Exactly, empowering women. Mm-hmm. You, you've used that word mm. with me before, and mm. empowering these women is, you know, it's such a gift. Mm. And it's to, you know, to me, it's so important in everything, and it's it's one of the values of Cantu as well. Like our, our values are to empower, motivate, support, and inspire people. And I think that that's also what Opportunity is doing in a totally different part of the world in a totally different way, but that's what they are also doing. I wonder, how long has Opportunity International been running? Do you... Yeah, I know. It started with David Bousseau, who was recently um, Senior Australian of the Year, mm-hmm. and there's actually a book written about him um, by one of the, one of the um, ambassadors of, of the program. Uh, and he, uh, if you remember Darwin, yeah. uh, when the um, cyclone mm-hmm. hit, and then he went up and helped... Um, rebuild Darwin yep. and then he went to Indonesia um, or the, no to Bali sorry and something similar was happening over there and he realised that these people just needed some support and so he said I, I won't give you money but I'll lend you money, money. and then it started from there mm. Mm. that's a really great mind working at that mm-hmm. because it, it's it's generosity but in mm. a different you different know, way, a different way mm. in, yeah. which it's is so important yeah, yeah absolutely it's not a handout no it, and People, as we know, Mari, do work harder mm. when it's not a handout. Mm. They don't right. give up. Well, they have respect. And yeah. they have respect. Dignity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I want to – I think we've got time for one more song before – you know, we might get through through more, but um, today, Suspicious Minds, Fine Young can- Cannibals. <laughs> well, that was first – I'm up. suspicious. <laughs> um, that – I guess I first loved that really with Elvis Presley, um, and I always felt really sorry for Priscilla. So, that <laughs> <laughs> even though I, you know, I used to love Elvis Presley when he was in those movies, um, whatever. But I also want to say that Mari's chosen some songs, and while we might not be singing them, I mean, not singing, listening to them, tell yours because I thought they were great. We were talking about it on what the way over here. What songs did you choose today? Would you have chosen? I'd well, have to get you back. Mine go right back. I mean, I'm going back. Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. Oh, I, Lainey chose that the oh, other day. We did it on the show oh, just the really? other day, yes. Yeah, yeah because that's, uh, that's what I want at my funeral. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. Well, hopefully. I hope it's not too soon. <laughs> and uh, then I thought about uh, Judy Garland mm-hmm. singing um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, fabulous. It all sort of just yep. take you away. Yes. Take, get you right out of it. Yes. And, Achieving and uh, what else did I think of? Um, oh, Frank Sinatra's or, or uh, yeah, probably Frank Sinatra singing um, "Fly Me to the Moon." Oh, do you know what that was? I think we did at my father's funeral. Oh. Yeah, last year. I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. And uh, so Mara is clever. She connected funny. them with Cantu. Okay, whereas I connected them with Cantu. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, you know, oh, Bette Midler was the other one. Bette Midler singing. Um, Singing uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. <gasps> Gosh, they're all great Aren't songs. Aren't they great songs? songs? Yeah, yeah. 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 I have some songs. I have some favourites like Billy Joel, Don't Go Changing to Try and Please Me. You know, yeah. That was the one I, if I ever got married, that's what I was going to have. People got married, so I have to find someone just so that I can. <laughs> you can so still you get can... married. <laughs> it's not too Brilliant. late. It's never too late. Oh, so suspicious minds. <laughs> Here we go. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Well, we've heard some amazing things about Opportunity International from Annie Crawford and 
I, you know, so want to learn more about that because I think that's a very inspirational um, foundation. Yeah, it is. It's Mm. incredible, yeah. And to assist others in poverty because I think none of us really understand here in Australia what poverty is like. Or maybe some people now that are uh, uh, immigrants here and refugees would understand, but most of us that have grown up here have never seen poverty. Not in the same way. There are plenty of people living here that are, you know, on Struggle Street, and I'm not denying that, but there is a welfare system, even if it's, you know, not yeah. perfect. Um, just let me ask you, in India, is it, is a lot of, is it mainly regional or is it also city? People can be, you know, that uh, are being given these loans, this microfinance, are they... Oh, yes, yeah, city and regional. So, it, so what happens is Opportunity does really great due diligence with organisations that are already on the ground in India. Yep. So they'll spend six months making sure that they're a really um, credible organisation. But those people are Indian and they've actually got, you know, and in all the countries, they've got the people on the ground, they understand the culture. It's much more effective to work directly with those people. Yeah. Mm. Annie, someone told me that there is a book... is there a book there is a book um and that sort of came about because a publisher contacted me and said look your story might be worth telling it wasn't really something that I'd ever imagined that I would want to do and still didn't really (laughs) but I just thought you know maybe if I share some of the things that I've learnt, um then it might inspire other people so there was a ghostwriter writing it um with me and it was really great therapy for Mm. you know Nine months of the year of two hours a week, I uh, spoke about myself and no one told me to shut up. It was great. Yeah, it's perfect. I reckon that'd be good. Did you do it over a wine or a cup of tea? No, no, it was far too serious. Um, actually, she, she was in Melbourne, so we met in Melbourne a few times and then she on Skype. No, oh. yeah, there was no wine, I can tell you that. But no, it was, <laughs> um, But it's, yeah, hopefully it just you know, shows some of my um, foibles and and what I've done to, yeah, get over them. (laughs) And I'm sure along the way there's been plenty of mistakes too because we always hear about people's successes, but it comes from hard work. You learn the hard way. It's not mistakes, it's the hard way, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of it's just my own personal insecurities, I think, and, and, um, yeah, just facing them. Yeah. Facing those things, yeah. Do you find it hard to face those things? A lot less now, but I've made a lot of conscious decisions along the way since Cantu started. Cantu, for me, has been the same. The journey is is not just about the the physical journey of of a Cantu program. It's been setting up the program and the fear of it failing and and all of those things that's been just as powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've changed a lot as a person since I started Cantu because I realised I had to face fears in a lot of areas of my life. Yeah. And, and that I'd never done. Yeah. I'd run from things and, yeah. and instead I faced them. And I often say to people that are procrastinators, and I don't know if you know this, Mari, or you think like this, but procrastinating is one of the worst things you can do because it's quite painful. You're sort of going over the same thing going, oh, will I, won't I, oh, I'll do it later. And I say to people, just get in and do it, you know. It hurts a lot less and... It takes a lot less time and the agony's over. I'll try. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So for anyone out there that's procrastinating, just get on with it. (laughs) Do you have a secret to juggling a busy life? Probably not. Just what you were saying, get out and do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> do, do you have a schedule? Do you keep a good diary? How do you get oh, it all? Um, look, I do. I used to be able to not have a diary because I used to have a good memory. That I, but oh. with with ageing fearlessly, I realise I do need to write everything down now. But I don't have it on a diary. I mean, it's all in my phone. It's connected up to my computer. And, yes, I check that every day. Um, but I just figure that you – I like to be busy and I like to have a full and active life and that makes me a lot happier than not. I don't appreciate time out if I'm not pretty full on. Are you an early riser? I'm an early riser. What's yes. early? Oh, well, not really early, but like, well, today I got up at 5.15. That's What's and early? That's a usual get-up time? Um, around that time, probably more likely 6 is probably more normal. But on Mondays I like to go – I leave the house at quarter to 6, so I like to be up and awake before I leave. So, you know. I allow myself 10 minutes. No, it makes me – if I've got to go running, I like to be awake. Yes. If I've got to go driving in the car for an appointment – you know, like on Saturdays, I'm always up really early because we have training at six and I could be in Cronulla or somewhere. I don't mind getting up 10 minutes early because I can jump in the car and do my waking up there. Mm. Mm. What about you? Are you an early riser, Mari? I'm a morning person. You're a morning. That helps, doesn't mm. it? I've always exercised first thing in the morning. And, I, you know, I had three children under three. Uh, I, I learned to be organised quite early in my life, and then I write lists. I'm a list writer too. I write lists and I mark them off and that's the only way I know I've I live by a list. Everything. I've got lists everywhere. But I'm and like Annie, I need to be busy. Um, I know that a lot of successful women in business... Like Mari was a successful woman in business. No, I wasn't. You were? Was average. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Uh, Annie's my champion. What did you do? <laughs> Truthful. What was your, what was your business? I didn't I, I went uh, – look, I didn't go back. I had 18 years out of the workforce bringing up four kids and then I went back to work in my early 40s and I didn't know what I was going to do because I'd been a Qantas hostess before oh. I got married. So I had really done nothing and then uh, a friend offered me a job. And she said, I've seen how you can coordinate and organise and run how you know, have people staying. So I ended up working in, and I did some training for it first, the recruiting, in, re, in recruitment. Amazing. So and you, I loved it because I was talking to people. Yeah. And I, lo- I love talking, and, and I love hearing, hearing people's stories and helping them. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's a, it's the, the gift of the gab's not it's, bad. That's right. You know, it's, it's a good thing to have. Handy. We are going to have to go, and there was a couple of things I thought of. Mari, I'd like to finish with you. Is there one piece of advice for the over 50s, 60s that you... Yes, don't don't ever think, oh, it's the end of your life and you can stop now uh, because you've got a whole new life out there. Take up opportunities. Never walk past an opportunity to do something new. If it's offered to you, say yes. Don't, don't say, oh, I don't know. Don't do procrastination. Say yes. And if if you struggle with it, that's good. You've gives you you've got don't give up. You've got to you know the opportunity. You've got to do it. You've got to get out there and you've got to do it. That's wonderful advice. And thank you very very much to you two both. I look just thanks so much for coming on the program today because I know you know aging fearlessly. I I do try to educate people and inspire them and show them that there are different things out there that they can do and. Annie, if someone wants to find out 
more about Cantu or um, how do they do that or Opportunity International? Uh, well, firstly, Cantu, they just go onto our website, which is Cantu, C-A-N-T-O-O.org.au. Likewise, Opportunity International, Google Opportunity International Australia, and it'll come up. Well, I Googled it yesterday, doing a bit of research into, you know, just finding out more about what you're doing because you're inspirational. She is. Murray, you're inspirational. And thank you. And goodbye to everyone. I'll catch up with you next time. And here's this wonderful song that you get to listen to as I go. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Time to waste. Gotta go get the most out of time. Don't be afraid. Like this treasure that you've got to find, baby. Don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice. Everything. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey, let your heart be alive.